You're listening to a message from Spindle City Vineyard. Connect with us or find out more at spindlecityvineyard.com. If you don't know me, my name is Dan. I am the worship director here at SCV. Um, I wore my England rugby shirt today. Just in case there's any confusion, I am English. Um, um, I think that joke now has been made too many times. It's been three years. I do live here now and I am from England. So good to see you. I am going to talk about evangelism this morning. Uh, last time I talked about worship, which makes sense because I'm the worship director. Um, in the fall, I'm going to be taking on more of a outreach leadership role, whatever that looks like. So I'm particularly excited for evangelism in this coming season. Um, we are, as mentioned, going to be doing Alpha in September, which is really exciting. Last year, we had 15 guests on our second week. That ended up being around eight regulars um, during the course. And um, yeah, it was a really powerful time. We have a few people in the room that did Alpha, which is quite cool. Lauren, Terry, Marcos. Yeah, no, I said Lauren first. Yeah, so Julie, hiding at the back. So um, if you're like, what is Alpha? I don't, I'm not sure if I trust this guy. I speak to one of those four people because they did it, which is great. But to start with, I want to talk about evangelism. Now, I like to move around and be very interactive, but I have to stand here. So you guys are going to need to be interactive with me, okay? Because if I don't move, then you guys can't hear me. Evangelism. How many times is the word evangelism used in the Bible? Who wants to have a guess? 52 times? Once? Mariana says zero. Sharon says zero too. Anybody else want to have a guess? It is zero. Mariana, well played. Would you like a Diet Coke? Yes, there we go. It's gone now. I can't give any more away. Evangelism was actually a word that was apparently created in the 17th century. So, and... Um, I like to um, take a word and look at definitions and stuff, but it was particularly exciting for me to decide that we could put a cross or a line through that word because I think a lot of us have baggage when we talk about or think about evangelism. We think, oh gosh, pressure, or oh gosh, that involves me going out and doing something, which, let's be honest, it does, but let's, let's redefine the word. We're going to bring back the way that Jesus talked about it. Yeah, not, not yet, John. I'll flip in Jesus, goodness. Um, but I know you've, if, if, Johanna doesn't like the word evangelism, so I thought I'd start with that. So I want to um, look at Jesus and his ministry, because that's a safe place to start, isn't it? So I'm looking at, if you've um, got your Bibles out, you can look between Matthew 3 and Matthew 4. That is where I'm gleaning this from, so you know I'm not making it up. So I wanted to think about evangelism. So I, have a, I would say I have a gift of evangelism in my life, which means I have a gift to... Um, share with people, and it's like a natural gift that I have, which I've been told multiple times. It's not something I just think that I have. I've been told it. And so generally, if people, I would say generally, if three or four people tell you over a space of a few years that you're good at something, it's generally true. Um, so just an encouragement, if any of you have heard that about evangelism or something else in your life, to embrace that. But I wanted to look at what Jesus did when he started his ministry, right? Because Jesus was alive for 33 years. No, he was alive for 30 years before he started his ministry, Yeah. So I was like, right, well, okay, what did he do? What was the first thing he did? So I'm going to summarize it quickly. So, and, and hear me out on this. He, said, he, he saw what God was already doing. So he was moving through John the Baptist, right? We know John the Baptist. John the Baptist was doing some crazy stuff, looking like a crazy man, but you know he was doing good, amazing stuff because people were still getting saved. Yeah, exactly. So he saw what God was already doing, Jesus. 
moving through John the Baptist and Jesus got involved. And I love that because that's a really great example of what evangelism is supposed to be. We see what God's doing and we get involved. So Jesus did it right from the start. That was his example, yeah? He got himself baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. So he got involved with what God was doing, got himself baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. We could just finish there. Those are the three keys. If we can do those three things and then we go outside, things happen, okay? But I'll keep going. The Spirit then led him into the wilderness. Has a testing of his faith for 40 days. The devil departs and Jesus recovers in Galilee. Thought that was really interesting. I don't know if you've ever heard this or maybe you experienced this when you first got saved or when you first experienced Jesus. A lot of people have a lot of time of what we would say is a spiritual attack or like a difficult period straight after it. Some people have like, you know, it's like rainbows and rabbits. It's like amazing, like rooftop experience with Jesus. Some of us have that and then it's like, boom, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, really difficult season. Lots of people have experienced that. And that for me was a great example because we're like, well, Jesus, why are you letting that happen? Well, Jesus went straight into the wilderness for 40 days. So if we want to talk to someone that can relate, Jesus can. So armed with the Holy Spirit, the scripture then says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus then calls some disciples to himself and goes throughout Galilee teaching in synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Yeah? So that's a snapshot of Jesus' like first movements. Quite a lot in a short space of time. I'm going to repeat what I said at that last sentence. Jesus calls some disciples to himself, then goes throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Now, friends, we know what healing means, right? If Matt has broken his leg, I'm going to go over to Matt and I'm going to pray for healing, for his leg to be fixed, if I want to, right? It's very straightforward. It's healing, yeah? Teaching, that's what I'm hopefully doing right now, yeah? He's going to a synagogue. Jesus was going to a synagogue and teaching. What was the other thing that he mentioned? Proclaiming. Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. I want to focus on these two words, preaching and proclaiming. No, not preaching, proclaiming. What is proclaiming? What is proclaiming the good news of the kingdom? It's not a trick question or a rhetorical question. What is proclaiming the good news of the kingdom? Saying it out loud? Declaring? Yeah? Telling people? Yeah, okay, telling people? Yeah? When was the last time that we used the word proclaim? I'm not sure I've ever used the word proclaim. Anybody? The angels at Christmas. Yes. Good example. Johanna, you have used it? Go for it. Oh, you use it in a word you have for someone. Okay. But in, in your nine to five or during the week, anybody using the word proclaim regularly or using an example? No. It's quite, a, it's quite an archaic word, isn't it? Like I don't, proclaiming seems like a difficult thing or a different thing. So, I'm going to come back to this. Do we want to be disciples of Jesus? Yeah. Yes, we do. Okay, if we do, and I'm not going to force you to, but if you want to, we need to work out what this preaching and proclaiming malarkey is. If you don't know what malarkey is, is that an English thing? But it's just a, okay, good. So, in Matthew 10, 9, he says, Go to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, 
proclaim this message. That's that proclaim word again. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, freely have you, you have received, freely give. Straightforward, right? Yeah? Cool? Let's go. Yeah? Proclaim the message. Kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, freely you have received, freely give. Yeah? Straightforward? Yeah. Cool. So we don't need to do any more. We just go out and do it. Yeah? We've got about 40 minutes until the service finishes. So we'll just go out and do it. Who's game? Jen's game? Terry's game? Right, Johanna, we're going to play a video. Some people are like sitting in their chair like, I did not sign up for whatever is about to happen. Um, Johanna is going to play a video for us. Um, how, hands up if you've seen The Chosen in any way, shape or form yet. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I'm going to use two clips today. If you really don't like it, just listen to the message because the message is good. Not yet, Johanna. I'm going to turn this wretched light off. So guys, I love this clip because this is like real life. Like the disciples were like, what are you talking about? Like these are the people that are with Jesus. They've seen Jesus do this stuff and they're reacting like that. So some of you are sitting here right now just being like, yeah, Dan, sounds great, but that's okay. That's a quite a natural reaction. Or maybe you're like, you know what? I've tried this. I've done it. Did it when I was a bit younger. I'm done now. There is this level of like realness that we can have this morning. Yeah. This is, you know, this is obviously an interpretation of what the disciples did, but I think it's probably quite helpful for where they were at. You know, you can see lots of examples in the Bible when the disciples are just like, they say something, and are like, why did you say that? Like, how could you not believe that Jesus is going to be able to do that? You literally are with him. Do you know what I mean? We've never seen him. We've never seen him in the flesh. Anyway, so we watched that video. I found that really inspiring. So then we want to see the next bit, right? The disciples go out. So here we go. I love that last clip. Do you see how he just threw the oil? He was like, I'm not doing the old, you know. Woo! Oh, my goodness. And then you saw James, who we think was, had some kind of um, issue already, right? He was, he, had like, he was lame and he had a bit of a walk, praying for someone that had the same condition as him, and that person got healed. I think, again, it's a real powerful picture. Like, sometimes we think we've got to be healed or we've got to have it all together. This is a bunch of fishermen. I can't, I, you know, it's hard to give an example exactly without, you know, I don't want to be like, offensive but in that time fishermen were like you know these weren't like I don't know what we're looking around the room these weren't engineers or doctors or accountants these weren't guys that we would put in the middle class bracket these are guys that were like unlearned guys that were just like we don't know what we're doing but we're going to try it and I love these visuals because they give us this like real actual thing to put on our mind like this is something that we can do as well which is really exciting so I do want to hone in on this uh, proclaiming thing again, this preaching proclaiming, because I, I, don't, I don't like the idea of like, leaving with you guys with a message. Like We need to be outside preaching and proclaiming more without giving an example of what that actually means. What does preaching... Like, I'm not saying, right, after the service, I want Sean to go on the corner and literally just start preaching, like literally start preaching. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's not right. I think there's a time and a place for preaching. I've done it before on the street, but I do think there's an, I have an issue with someone in a megaphone saying... You're all going to hell. You need Jesus. But what I want to talk about is what is, what is our 21st century, 2023, preaching and proclaiming? What does it look for us today in 2023 to proclaim the good news? In one of the clips, 
one of the disciples says to Jesus, um, what do you want us to preach about or what should we talk about? And Jesus says, anything about me or anything that I've told you. And the disciples said, well, I've only, I've only heard one, one of your preachers. And then Jesus goes back and says, well, that's fine. One of the things from that. And obviously that's not scripture. That's, again, their paraphrase. And that was really helpful for me. Sometimes we're like, well, what's the good news? Like, have I got to do like, gospel? Like, have I got to hit Genesis right up to like, end of Revelation in like 30 seconds? No. What does it look like today to share anything about who Jesus is or what he has done with someone in 2023? Anything about Jesus. Yeah? Um, I, I don't know if I share this story. I'm going to share it again anyway, if you, even if I did hear it. Um, I, my whole testimony is that I, I, I got saved when I was on the street and someone shared the gospel with me, basically. And... Um, I saw lots of ha- crazy things happen in the next six months. And one of the things that happened was um, a large amount of money was put in um, my bank account, which I wasn't expecting to be there. And I'm not exactly sure why the people gave it to me, but it, was just, it just was a bit of a crazy time. And we were doing, we just used to have these nights and we'd actually do evangelism. So on a Thursday night, we would go out as part of a, the community I was, I was with. We would go out and we would share the gospel very, very practically. Like, we're doing evangelism tonight. We're going to go and talk to people about Jesus. And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to preach. And I was like, oh, I do not want to do that. I was like 19, like no chance of I doing this. And I feel like Jesus was just very, he broke it down for me really simply. Like share something good that I've done in your life. You haven't got to think about like, you know, the exegesis of like Job. Like just what something. So there was, there was this outdoor seating at this restaurant and I... I knew if I did it, if I walked, I wasn't going to do it. I, I ran, so I must have seen like a crazy person. I ran down to this outdoor seat. I was like, guys, I'm really sorry to interrupt your meals. I just want to share with you this crazy thing happened to me. Um, I don't know if you believe in God. God like, put this, gave me this money so I can go out on outreach and like, share the gospel with people. This might sound totally crazy to you, but I just, that is amazing. and It happened in my life, and I just want to share that with you. And that was it. And actually, a couple of people clapped, and a couple of people near to me were like, oh, that's so cool, man. Like... And that was it. Like I didn't get into like a debate. No one punched me. There was a barrier. There was also a barrier between me. So I, I wasn't concerned about that. But I was like, this is, if it's good news, it's good news, right? Like if I, if I, I don't know, I'm going to get married. Like, you know, you guys just got married. Like it's not like, oh, should we tell people? Oh, you're like, I can't wait to get on Facebook and like tell people about it, right? Like it's good news. So I, I want to encourage you, hopefully this morning, you get a little bit of reinvigoration for like, what is one good thing that God has done? Like, if we believe that that is God doing it, right. why are we worried about sharing it? Or why are we not sharing it more, like, freely with people? Like, it's good news. It, we, it doesn't mean they have to become a Christian on the spot. It doesn't mean they have to get healed on the spot. It doesn't mean like, you have to like, bring them to Alpha, although that would be great. Like, what's one thing we can do this week just to share one of those good news stories? So that, that, is, that is my question. I'm going to get really practical now. What does it look like this week or today to share anything about who Jesus is or what he has done with someone in 2023? You've got 60 seconds. Talk to yourself. Talk to your neighbor or text me. You can text me. See that picture of a guy texting? You can text me. I've got my phone here somewhere. What is something that you can do? What is something that you can do this week? Go, talk amongst yourselves. You don't need me. Okay. That was enough time, wasn't it? Loads of time. Not really. Anybody got something they can do? There we go. Mark, Mark, you having me to share this? Who's texting me? 
Yeah? You sure? Well, it wasn't you. It was Mark was texting me. So. All right, here we go. Here we go. The text is coming in. All right, here we go. I can do a Facebook post about two-year anniversary about starting medication and receiving more freedom from mental illness, struggle, mental illness struggles. Love it. That's almost, I think that's a great example of proclaiming, right? Let's be honest. In those days, we didn't have phones. We didn't have internet. Proclaiming was like, you saw in those examples that the disciples would be there and people were listening to them. I'm not being funny. If we tried doing that outside, I just don't know what it would be like. Maybe it will work. I just haven't had any experience of it working. Facebook, social media, for all the bad parts of social media, is a great place to be very real about what we're thinking. So I love that. Thank you, Mariana. Um, Lauren, have me to share? Yeah? Share with someone else who I know struggles with the same thing I do. Share with them what I've learned works for me. Love it. So it's very, very practical. One person we can relate to about something, we can share with them about something that God's done. I love it. Amazing. Yep, Sean. Tell everyone I meet with that God doesn't want us to be afraid of him, but that he loves them dearly. Yeah, that's good news. He loves them. It's love. We're not talking about like, guys, you are a bad person, just to let you know. That is what God <laughs> thinks. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is good news. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for the text. Okay, so another way that we can talk about and proclaim about Jesus is da, 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 Alpha. See what I did there? Segway. <laughs> so if you're, if you're I, I'm encouraging you, I want you to go away from this Sunday with these two things. One, what can I do this week and hopefully every week to think about how I can tell someone about Jesus or they've done in our lives. And Alpha. Does anybody in this room not really know what Alpha is? Because I don't really want to go over everything if you don't have any idea. Does anybody not really know what it is? Barry, okay, then I'm going to do it. Here we go. Alpha, boom, next slide. Here we go. These are some testimonies from Alpha. Doing Alpha strength for my faith. Zach, that was a real example. Krista, also a real example. When I first walked in the church, I felt God drawing me in. I'm going to talk about that with Terry in a minute. Alpha is for the open-minded, the adventurous, and the curious. And practically, it is this, Barry. It's a chance to ask questions and explore the Christian faith in a fun, no-pressure environment. How does it work? Each session has food, which is free, a short talk via video, not via me, and a discussion at the end where you can share your thoughts. And those thoughts can be anti whatever you've just heard as well. And interview with Terry. Terry, would you like to join me at the front? Big shout out to Terry. Terry, Terry. And I'm going to need this mic, if that's all right. Terry is one of my favorite people at the church. Don't tell anybody else. Um, Terry has a real heart for Jesus, which is amazing. And Terry, you did Alpha yes. in September. Can you tell us why you did Alpha? Um, Come did stand Alpha. next to me, mate. Come stand next to me. I did Alpha to um, bring Krista to Alpha. She lived in my building and... She stopped going to church when her husband passed. And so I invited her to come and join a meal, watch a movie, and to explore her faith. Epic. And what happened to Krista? You could, um, she wanted to start coming to church, and she fell in love with Jesus again, and she just, she just is enriched in her life and her faith, and she is filled with the Holy Spirit, and she just yeah. is just, it's just powerful to see the transformation in her faith 
and then her face is brightened. And it's just, it's beautiful to see the transformation in her after the Alpha weekend that she went, that we went on. It's just beautiful to see the transformation in somebody's life from before to after. What was it like inviting Krista to come on Alpha? Like that whole process of like talking to her about it, what was that like? Um, I was a little worried about it at first, to be honest, that you'd get rejected but I just asked God to just help me with the conversation. Mm. And I just said, you want a free meal? And do you want to, it's just a short video and just talk about whatever concerns you have Mm -hmm. that bring up, there's no judgments. Mm -hmm. And whatever you have to say, they're open to anything that you have to offer. And she was very receptive to the whole conversation. So, And I said, and it's a free ride. I'll give you a ride. I don't have a problem bringing you and mm. taking you home. Mm. And she was very, very open to it. I love it. So, Thank you so much for sharing that. So yeah. good. So good. Love it. I was saying this to Terry before. If Terry hadn't invited Krista, Krista would not now be coming to church. Right? That is not a guilt trip. That is a reality. We talked this before, me and, me and Terry. Terry's like, well, it's, you know, it's not me. I'm just an instrument. Correct. But until I pick that instrument up and play the guitar, we ain't work well, we ain't worshiping in this context, right? There is a level of we have to step out of our comfort zone to do something. And I love that. Like Terry was like, I want to do Alpha because I want to be able to bring my friend to Alpha. Krista is now coming to the church. If you've not met Krista, like she's she's going through a lot of stuff right now, she's not been around as regularly. But she's like helping serve like during the week. She um on one of the weeks, got healing in her back. Like, it's just like, it blows my mind that we're talking about something that can change someone's life. And that is why I'll bang the alpha drum. Even if one person, we have that one story every year, it is worth us investing all the hundreds of dollars it costs to do it, the manpower, whatever, because one person's life gets changed, right? So it's totally worth it. So, um, if you're not sold now for yet, then I'll play you another video to try and do it. But... Um, <laughs> I want to encourage you to do something again right now, and that is to text a friend. And I'm going to do it with you at the same time. I'm going to text, I've got a friend in my mind that I'm going to, I've just met in the last two months that I think would benefit from Alpha. Okay? So if you are like, well, I can't go every week to Alpha, tell them, tell them you'll bring your friend for like two weeks. Or just say, hey, would you consider coming to Alpha? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking you to badger this person for the next six weeks to come to Alpha. I'm telling you to do one thing, and that is to text a friend. If you don't have a phone, call a friend. If you don't have a, a phone, email a friend. Or talk to a friend in person. But do one thing. If you want to be brave, I'm literally, this, is what I'm, 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 this isn't set up. I was going to try and airplay it, but we, we've tried so many things this morning, we're not trying that. I'm going to text a friend right now, and that is your time to do the same thing, Okay. So there's going to be nothing going on for a minute. I'll read you what I'm texting. So maybe that will be helpful. Okay? Hi, person that shall not be named for privacy reasons. Hope you're good, mate. I wish you could see this. I am genuinely writing this. I'm running this hmm, program. Hmm. Alpha course, I'm going to call it. Alpha course in September. For those that want to hear more 
and ask questions about Jesus. Would you be up for coming? Boom. Sent. Hi, hi, person. Hope you're good. I'm running this alpha course in September. For those that want to hear more and ask questions about Jesus, would you be up for coming? There we go. Text. Legend. He lives literally down that road, so he's got no excuse. Bless him. He can walk here in two minutes. Thank you, Terry. Um, if he turns around and says, no, I'm not up for it, I'm not going like, to throw the Bible at his head. I'm just going to let it go. But we can all take that step and invite someone. So I'll encourage you, if you're not doing that text now, please invite someone. If you've if already invited everyone, that's great. I'm going to be honest with you and real with you. We need help for this course. We are a small church, and I know that we bang the drum about, we need you for this, we need you for that, we need you for this. Hopefully something has sparked within you in this time. I would love if someone would come up to me afterwards in, in these certain arenas. One, someone who would commit every week praying for our guests. So it's not like, oh, can you just generally pray for it? It's like, I'm going to tell you an update each week. Perla and Rob did it for us last course. I'm going to give you an update each week, as long as I remember, which I generally do, right, Perla? I'm going to give you prayer requests. Like, please pray for these people. It's like a dedicated, this is when Alpha is, this is when we need prayer, okay? Pray. Number two, um, help with a meal. We commit to 11 free meals and decent meals as well. We want people to come in and feel welcome. Um, it's we're going to expect between 10 and 15 people, so it is an expense, and we don't want to cover it all as our ch out of our church kitty because just would basically be a lot of money. So if you'd like to donate a meal, um, you, could, you can either do a takeaway and have it delivered, or you can make something, but if you'd like to do that, that would be great. So what have we got? One, pray. Two, meal. Three, um, if you're just like, well, anything else I can do, let me know. Come and speak to me. I'll find you something to do. Those two things are important at the moment. Um, if you're like, I'd love to help on the actual night as well or whatever, then those are kind of things that, we can, that can help as well. Um, yes. Cool. Any questions about Alpha? No. Okay. Amazing. Right. I'm going to play one more video because in case you're not completely convinced yet, you will be now. I'm going to leave it there because I feel like I have banged the drum enough. Hopefully today you're going to go away, one, excited about sharing one story with someone this week that Jesus has done or Jesus has already done in your life previously or who he is. And two, you're going to invite someone to Alpha. I'll be honest with you, social media posts uh, via our account, they're not going to bring someone in. What's going to bring someone in is someone like Terry telling their friend, hey, this has changed my life. Come be part of it. Yeah? Let's, let's be, just being honest with you. In all the, in all the courses I've run, it's, it's word of mouth that brings people along. Awesome. Okay. We're going to have ministry time. And in ministry time this morning, I want to just have some time where people can come and get prayer for what we've been talking about. Yeah. Maybe you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I love the idea of doing this. Like, praying for healing for someone or sharing a story with someone but I'm absolutely terrified or I just don't think it's going to work or I don't really want to do it. Let's be honest, I just don't really want to do it. My life's fine at the moment, I don't really want to do it. So that's camp number one, yeah? Terrified slash don't really want to do it. You can come and get prayer for that. doesn't mean you're a bad person, it means you're an honest person, okay? 
camp number one. Camp number two, you have a sense this morning that actually you are an evangelist and you've always had that gifting and you're just not really exercising it as much as you'd like to. Okay, so you're going to get prayer for that, camp two. Evangelist, want more prayer and encouragement. Yeah, camp one, camp two. Camp three, I always say three because there's always three things, but let's hope there is one. Camp one, camp two, camp three is um, you've maybe been really badly burned by evangelism or like you've done it before and it went really badly or you just, I don't know, there's just some kind of, you feel like there's just some resistance to it or you just want to have some more understanding about it. Come and get prayer for that. We've got a prayer team, like half the room is on the prayer team, all right? So there's plenty of people to pray, okay?